0: right, good to see you. Welcome to church. And uh, this is North Star Church. If you thought you were at some other place, um, you missed it. No, I'm just joking. This is North Star, a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and you got it. Anything is possible. One more time, it's a place where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. That is so true. That's so true. We're glad that you're here. And we welcome those that are joining us online and either live today or at a future day. We're glad that you're, you're listening. And we just went live at our South Tilo campus. Make some noise for those guys over there. <clears throat> All right. Wasn't Easter weekend great at North Star? It was great because Jesus rose from the dead. But uh, we had such a great weekend uh, last weekend. And if you were a part of that, you know what I'm talking about. I want to say a couple of things. We're, we're beginning a brand new series today. I'm really pumped about this, this series, and what it's going to mean to the life of our church. It's called Awakening 2017. Awakening 2017. Before I get into the message, though, I, want to just, I just want to say a couple of things. One, go ahead, if you haven't highlighted... Mother's Day on your calendar, but Mother's Day is going to be good anyway, but Mother's Day uh, at North Star is going to be phenomenal. You'll want to bring your mom here, all right? Just explain to her, you've got about four weeks to be explaining to her why you're not going to be at her church, but you need her at your church. Uh, I'm telling you, it's going to be an incredible day, a Mother's Day to remember. I know what's going on, so I know it's going to be very special and enlightening and meaningful. So be sure, start now inviting your mom or your grandmom or somebody that you love as a mom and get them here for Mother's Day, May the 14th, May the 14th. Also, we have something at North Star, if you're not familiar with it, this would be a good explanation for you. At uh, both of our campuses, we have a uh, monitor that has slides that show what faith commitment giving is and what faith commitment giving does. What it is, it's it's a way that we as a church give above and beyond our regular tithes and offerings, and we give to faith commitment. It it, it may be for some people, it may be a hundred dollars a week or a month or five dollars a week or a dollar a week. You know, whatever. It's not equal giving but it's equal sacrifice, and faith commitment giving actually supports about, about 30, actually, uh, different ministries. And we, when we started this two years ago, we had a, a modest budget, and uh, we exceeded that budget, and this year we were able to increase that, and, and your faithfulness to faith commitment giving is changing lives. And I just want to give you a couple of examples, just real quick. Uh, this is from, these are thank you letters and notes, and uh, I, I don't always say stuff like this. Um, don't ask my staff or my family, but I don't always say this kind of thing, but these are thank you notes. I'm not going to read them, but this is from Safe House uh, for Women uh, here in Tupelo. This is from the Salvation Army. This is from uh, the North American Mission Board, which... Uh, we, sub- we are the sending fir- church for Pastor Troy Goss down in New Orleans. Uh, so we support him through faith commitment. We, we, we also support the North American Mission Board, which is kind of who sends, sends him. And so we support that. Um, this is uh, Hispaniola Mountain Ministries. This is the ministry that, that our church goes to Haiti uh, with. We support them. And this is uh, Eight Days of Hope. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of Eight Days of Hope. Okay, many of you. We support them with Faith Commitment Giving. Uh, Transformation Ranch. Can I get an amen? We support Transformation Ranch. It's in the Faith Commitment uh, Budget. The International Mission Board. Have you ever heard of the Lighty Moon Christmas Offering? Can I get an amen from somebody? It's going to be a long day. Amen? Amen. Yeah, I thought you'd, amen. Uh, we support them. The uh, Lightning Moon Christmas Offering. And then the Voice of the Martyrs. This is a letter from them thanking us that, that we support them. And then this one is one of my favorites. It is uh, Heroes, H- uh, Hope for Our Heroes. This is a ministry where we gave money through Faith Commitment Giving to buy Bible sticks, digital, um, uh, like MP3. Bible sticks, all right, and uh, soldiers around the world received Bible sticks with the New Testament, the Psalms and Proverbs, and some devotions because you 've been faithful in giving to faith commitment giving. Some of you are saying, well, I really didn 't know a lot about it. Uh, how do I do that? You can give online, you can give at the kiosk, you can text to give uh, when you text to give, um, you just put the amount and then uh, FCG is what I do, and it goes through. You know, it's automatic, it's quick, and uh, you can give it an offering envelope, but be sure and put faith commitment or ever how much the amount is for faith commitment. Isn't that an incredible ministry of our church? Who would have dreamed that we'd be supporting 30 plus different ministries and uh, organizations through that faith commitment? We also give to the Baptist Student Union. Uh, to helping hands to the homeless and uh, jail ministries celebrate recovery inside uh, day one which is a new jail ministry for uh, the first day that women get out of jail in our area so it's incredible I better, I better uh, move on because I'll, I'll spend more time talking about faith commitment giving alright are you glad you came to church today alright good We're going to be talking about awakening. What is awakening? Awakening is like revival. Uh, Many churches will have meetings in the spring or in the fall or both, and they'll call them uh, revival. And that's cool. Uh, We call it awakening, and we do it in a series. And we'll talk about revival during this series uh, of how God wants to revive his people. Uh, The definition of revival is, Webster said, It is the state of being revived. I'm thinking, come on, Daniel. Man, you could have done better than that. It's the state of being revived. Okay, well, that does make sense. Uh, Adrian Rogers said, it is when God comes down from heaven among his people. Charles Spurgeon's preacher, yesteryear, he said it is to live again spiritually. It is, he said, it is the rekindling of the flame. Revival is a concentrated work of God among his people who are thirsting for him. The psalmist said, uh, as the deer runs to the water and drinks, how he's craving the water, how he's thirsty and desperate for the water, the psalmist said, that's the way I am for you, O God. Psalm 85, verse 9, says... The psalmist said, Will thou not revive us again? Oh, come God, it seems dry around here. Will you not revive us? Revive us again. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2. He said, I, I remember what you, what you did. I, it's, I still, we're still recalling those days that you were at work and doing great things. Oh, God, would you just repeat that? Would you do it among us again? In 2 Chronicles it says, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. Church, what we need, regardless of how the momentum is moving and regardless of how great Easter was and regardless of how good you feel when you leave and how, regardless of all the good things that are happening at North Star... The Bible teaches us that we need to get in the rhythm of revival. The rhythm of revival. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Getting the rhythm of revival, of renewal in our lives. Please take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. I'm going to to begin to read in verse number 6. Isaiah 55. If you didn't bring your Bible, you can look on the screens and uh, follow along with us. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 6. He begins by saying, or this verse starts by saying, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous... Their, th- their thoughts, let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. Then he says, this is a very famous verse, or well-known verse, <clears throat> it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, And do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into singing, into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. The, the trees will clap their hands in rhythm. So how do we get the rhythm of God in our lives. I've I've traveled many places around the world, and for example, uh, I've I've been to several different countries in Asia, and then I've been to Kenya, I've been to Cuba. How many know, I'm just saying, how many know that uh, the rhythm in Asia is different from the rhythm in Kenya? Does anybody know that? How many know that the rhythm in Cuba is different than the rhythm in the Philippines. Every culture has its own rhythm. And it's very interesting. I love to hear the rhythm of all of these places. Well, guess what? God has a rhythm. And he wants you and I to get in beat with his rhythm. And he wants us to walk in his rhythm and He says, as the the rain comes down from heaven, so is my word. So the word of God is the rhythm of God that God wants to give to us. God says, get in rhythm with me. Move in rhythm with me. Walk in step with me. God says, I love. You get in step with me, and you love. God says, I forgive. Get in rhythm with me. I forgive, you forgive. God says, I I serve. Jesus said, "I, the Son of Man have have come to uh, uh, not be served, but to serve. He says, I serve, you serve. God says, it's time to walk in rhythm with me. God said, this is what I know. God said to the nation Israel in Isaiah 55, they had just come back from captivity. Uh, Babylonian captivity, and their heart was not fully in it. Is your heart fully in it? Maybe you find yourself today going through the motions, but not in rhythm with God. I know uh, You know what I'm talking about? You might, you might be teaching a class, or you might be involved in this ministry, you might be attending faithfully, but your heart is still out of rhythm with God. You see, the, the nation Israel was still the nation Israel. They were still the people of God. But when they came back from Babylonian captivity, there was something missing. And this is what I know. God said, I am frustrated with my people because I can't get them to move to the beat of my heart. That's what Isaiah 55 is about. God was frustrated with his people because he couldn't get them. After they come back from captivity, God said, I can't get them to move with the beat of my heart. And so they were still the nation in Israel. They were, the, they were still the children of God. But there was something missing in their lives. And they and they, they just weren't in they weren't they were out of rhythm with God. They, they, they couldn't get it together. They weren't walking to the beat of the heart of God. Now what my message today, I'm just now like getting into it, so listen quick. Uh, my message today, uh, uh, actually, it, it, uh, it uses the Bible. My message is right from the Bible. In fact, every message that I preach is right from the Bible, in case you're wondering. But Isaiah uses a, a weather, a, uh, a rain analogy to describe, or God does, to describe who he is and who we are and what he does, and what we need to do to get in rhythm with God. So, in verse, uh, verse 10 is the first one. That is the, the release. The release. He says, as the, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish... So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So God, God releases the rain. And just as he releases the rain to get us in rhythm, he releases his word to get us, just as he releases the rain to water the earth, he releases the word of God so it'll get into our lives and so that we can step into rhythm with him. Now, <clears throat> tax season, bless God, has come and gone. Huh. I don't know about you, I'm, I'm, I'm always paying and not getting back. And so I, I was really like pumped. I got up at 6 o'clock on the 15th to fill out my taxes only to find out that they didn't have to be filled out until two or three days later. And I'm not a procrastinator by nature, but when it comes to that, I'm bad to procrastinate. And then I found out I didn't have to do it until, what, was it Tuesday or something like that? Well, anyway, it's, it's come and gone. Easter, oh, wow, what a big weekend has come and gone. Well, Easter hasn't. The resurrection, we celebrate that every day and every Sunday. But the big weekend, is come and gone. And whatever it is for you that has come and gone, you, you might find your life in a position of the, that this kind of describes. Get up, get dressed, get paid, go home. Does that describe your life? Get up, get dressed, get paid, go home. Get up. Get dressed, get paid, go home. That's the rhythm of your life. But I'm telling you that God wants to renew your life. You're still going to have to get up. The opposite of that is not getting up. Not waking up. Or or not getting up and not having a job to get paid. But I know what it's like to get up and, and to go through the same thing, the same mundane, the same schedule, the same... Oh, get up, get dressed, get paid, go home. Tuesday, repeat. Get up, get dressed, get paid, go home. Everybody say that with me, both campuses. Get up, get dressed, get paid, go home. One one more time. Get up, get dressed, get paid, go home. And, And that's your life. And that's our life sometimes. And God says, there's more to the Christian life than than just the mundane, than living in the times of mediocrity. God says, I want you to get in the rhythm. I want the the Word of God to, to come into your life. You see, I believe that God, write this in your notes, I believe that God wants to do a new work in us where complacency and mediocrity doesn't dictate our life. Okay, some of you didn't get that. Because I I know if you'd got it, you'd have said, Amen, Pastor, you're right. So I'm going to try one more time. I believe that God wants to do a new work in us where complacency and mediocrity and apathy and the mundane doesn't dictate our life. Get up. Get dressed, get paid, go home. Oh, I got to go to the ball field. Get up, get dressed, get paid, go to the ball field, get in late, ill, go to bed, get up, get dressed, get paid, go to the meeting, don't feel like it, got a bad attitude because I'm busy. Now it's Sunday. Get up, get dressed, go to church. I'm tired. I'm on the verge of burnout, go home, and start the whole week over. I believe that God wants to do a new work, a reviving work. He said, will thou not revive us again? Do what you did then, God. Do it in here and do it now. Some of us need to say, oh God, restore the momentum. Restore the joy of my salvation. It was David in the Psalms that had, he was a man, the Bible says, after God's own heart. Yet, he still sinned against God because he was not perfect. He would have been welcome here. But David committed adultery, murder, lied, cheated, whatever else bad that David had done. But he finally came to a point in his life that he said, Oh God, create in me a clean heart. He was confessing his sins. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. And then he said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. What he was doing was that he was getting back in the rhythm with God. He was getting back moving with, in step, moving with the heart of God. Religion was the same way. If you're caught up in religion and not Christianity, if you're caught up in a religion, not a relationship, this is what's going on in your life. It'll never satisfy. Uh, they would go to the temple, they'd take a pigeon, a dove, uh, a goat for the sacrifices of the sins of the people. They'd do it every year, right? They would go, They they would take it. This is get up, get dressed, get paid, go home. For the religious people of this day, Uh, Until the point, and religion is still going on, by the way. But Jesus changed all that. They would go and their motto was, try, try harder, fail, do it again. Try, try harder, fail, start again. Try, try harder, fail, start again. And what the cross did was it brought the rhythm of God. It took the it it took religion out of the picture and what the cross did, it put a rhythm in the heart of his people. Are you receiving this stuff? Say amen. Because <clears throat> if you're not, I can go on for a long time. I just want to know you're getting it. Amen. Amen. All right. So the second one, first, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, so is my word. The second one, not only is it released, but we've got to receive it. It says that the earth, just as the earth received the rain, received the water, the earth received it, and then it, it produced uh, a crop to feed people with, and then they saved seed. So they could they could sow the seed. So what he is saying here is, uh, I, I want to go back to my thoughts. They're not your thoughts, you know, because God is saying I want your thoughts to start lining up with my thoughts. I'm not going to be thinking about. I'm not going to be thinking like you. But God says I want to. Uh, I want you to think like me. Look, there's nobody in here that that would want God to be thinking like you, right? But we all need and want to be thinking like God. What are our thoughts? Why do we need to be thinking thinking like God? Well, for example, uh, God says, be anxious for nothing. Really? The Bible says that? Yeah, the Bible says that. So that's God. God is saying, be anxious for nothing. In other words, don't worry. But what do we do? We worry. There's panic attacks all, all over the place. And God says, look, stop thinking like you and start thinking like me. I know how you're thinking because I'm God. And I want to do a work in your life. I want to speak to you. I want, to, I want you to know that I'm, I'm with you. You said, oh, but, oh, God. I know you're, you're greater than all, but, oh, God, uh, I'm, I'm talking like somebody who's talking like this to God, oh God, I'm in debt, cancel this debt. In the name of Jesus, cancel this debt. I'm thinking God says to, to many of us, you got yourself in this situation, you need to learn a lesson. Oh God, cancel this debt, I want you to cancel this debt. Well maybe God, he did not think like we do. We're thinking like us. Maybe God is saying to you, I'm going to give you a, a payment plan instead. Oh, God, just give me a breakthrough. God, deliver me. Give me a breakthrough. As long as it's uh, disguised as a shortcut. You know, we want a shortcut to victory. We want a shortcut to the glory. We want a shortcut to the breakthrough. Sometimes, this is what I know, sometimes what God speaks to you that you initially resist it's what you most desperately need to hear. Just, you, you, I'm telling you, you're going to want to write that one down. Sometimes what God says to us, that we initially resist. Oh, God, I, a payment plan, really? Come on, God. I mean, look, you ever heard of tax forgiveness or debt forgiveness? Uh, yes, he has. He canceled your debt on the cross. And God says sometimes the things, that the very things that God speaks to us that initially we resist are the things that we most desperately need to hear. Oh, God, give me a breakthrough. Just don't take too long. God, God deliver me from this. Like yesterday, God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. I heard someone say, there are no drive through breakthroughs. You can't just, like, microwave it. Run through the drive through He says in verse 10, he says, in the first part of verse 10, he says, As the rain and the snow came down from heaven, and do not return without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread... For the eater, so is my word that, that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So here's the cycle. The rain is released. The earth receives it. The word of God comes down on your life. The question is, will you receive it? Uh, seriously? Seriously? when it's inconvenient will you receive it when it's difficult will you receive it when it's not the way you were, were hoping it would go god's word comes down to you will you receive it sometimes when the rain comes uh, it's you know i'm fascinated by god i am i mean you know people say when i get to heaven i'm going to ask god i'm going to ask god why he lets it rain on Sunday. No, I'm not going to ask him that. So, God asks us and he sends the rain of his word in uh, times that are inconvenient. Sometimes the rain is inconvenient. Sometimes it's unpleasant. Will you receive it? He sends his word. Will you receive it? He tells you to go on a mission trip. Will you receive it? He tells you to apologize. Even though it was his fault for the health of your marriage, humble yourself, husband or wife, and apologize. Will you receive it. When he says to you, look you've been sitting in the bleachers long enough, when are you going to start serving me? Will you receive it? When he says, I'll bless you if you tithe but you got to start, will you receive it? So the analogy is release receive third Respond. Respond. The, the, the Bible says the seed comes to feed, to the, the water comes to to uh, water the earth. What are you going to do about it? The earth produces, it buds, it flourishes. So, well, I like, uh, like I, all the time, I'm, I'm into hill song and passion. Bethel, and, or I watch TBN, or I'm always listening to the message, uh, just soaking it in, soaking it in, soaking it in. But what are you doing about it? You're receiving. So while I go to church. Well, good. I take notes. But look, it's good that you take notes because I'm going to brag on you. It's good to highlight in your Bible. But what are you doing about it? What if the the rain just came to the earth and the earth said, wow, thanks, and didn't produce anything? God says, my word is coming to you. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to to respond to it? Are you going to say yes? Are you going to say, I commit my life to Jesus Christ? This is what I've found is, is, is that every word of God that comes to us, there is an assignment on every word that God releases to your life and in your life. Romans 12.1 I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Are you presenting yourself totally to God? Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Priorities. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I know you are. That's why I'm talking to you. Get up. This is your life. Get up, get dressed, get paid, go home. Get up, get dressed, get paid. Got to go to small group. Go home. Maybe God is... The word that God is is sending to you is something about to do with your attitude, your outlook on life. For crying out loud, some of us need attitude adjustments. There's a a country song about that, isn't it? Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you didn't know it. We need attitude adjustments. What are you going to do about it? I'm glad you're going to church and you're taking notes, but what are you going to do about it? Are you going to respond? When my kids were living at home, um, you know, they had a phone. and But uh, when I would text them, and they didn't text me back. In fact, I think I have this conversation conversation with all three of my kids. I bought this phone. I'll take this phone away. I brought you into this world. I will take you out. You're going to answer me. I bought that phone. I'm paying for the plan. If I send you a text, I mean, I went through withdrawals when my kids started leaving. Getting married and leaving. Because they don't have to answer me anymore. Out of respect, they do. But as long as I was paying for that plan and I bought that phone, Better believe they're going to answer my text. We are blood bought. Christ, God, came in human flesh. His name was Jesus Christ. And He went to the cross and He paid the price, the penalty. He bought us. The very least we can do is respond. Amen? That's tough, but that's true, isn't it? Finally, in the the cycle, release. Receive. Respond. Then what happens? Evaporation takes place, goes up to the clouds, and guess what? The rain comes again. It comes again. And so release, receive, respond, repeat. Release, receive, respond, repeat. Forget about that old life of get up, get dressed, get paid, go home. So boring, so uh, filled with uh, things that will not satisfy but what will satisfy is when the Word of God comes down from heaven, we it's released, we receive it, we respond to it, we repeat it. Sometimes we feel like we're caught in a bubble. Talking about texting, I hate this. I'll be talking to somebody, and then a, the little bubble comes up. You, y'all know what I'm talking about? You see, you can see, that means they're doing something, right? You're waiting and you waiting, there's still a bubble there. What are they doing, writing a book? I mean, I just want one word answer. That's all I'm going to give you. (laughs) If you've ever texted me before. I don't even give you a word. I just give you a letter. (laughs) Let you guess. I said, Okay, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm I'm fixing to come to a point of no return. I've got to go this way or this way. Tell me. And it's like I'm caught in a bubble there. Like, whoo. Sometimes we feel like we're caught in a bubble in life and we're waiting and we're waiting and waiting when all that God wants us to do is just to receive what he's released from heaven, his word respond to it and do it again did you did you receive this today? say amen amen God is good, thank him for the word and as we move into this series man it's going to be good and we need it in our lives, spiritually, let me pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for meeting us here, and God, how you've spoken to us, and what you're doing in our church, and what you're going to do during this this season in our church. Maybe today you realize for the first time that you've never truly given your heart to Jesus Christ. You've not put your trust in Him. And would you right now be willing to say, Lord Jesus, just talk to Him from your heart. I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe that Jesus died for my sins on the cross and that he rose from the grave. I repent and turn from my sins, and I turn to you, Lord Jesus. Come and live in my heart. I put my trust in you. If that was your prayer today, just thank the Lord. God, thank you for saving me. Because if you invited him into your heart, he came into your life. And I want you to take it a step farther. If you you prayed that prayer and you meant it, I want you to fill out your card that you received as you came in today. And say, today I pray to receive Jesus Christ. Maybe as a Christ follower today, uh, you just say, God, renew me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Help me in this hustle and bustle of life to take time for the most important things and to put you first in everything. I'm going to ask that everyone at both campuses, please stand. I just want to, before our closing song, I just want to pray for you. Father, thank you for today. And thank you for meeting us here and for giving us this opportunity to come into worship. God, I pray today that you would take the principles and precepts that were taught today from your word and and God, just apply it to our hearts. Lord, help us to be fruitful as the word comes down from heaven into our lives. Uh, Help us to get into your word and to study your word. Help us to get in small groups. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be consistent. God, to honor you in everything and in every way. God, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name.